Hello and welcome to the JLD Entertainment Podcast with me, Jacqueline Lee Elliott. It is season two of the podcast and I am thrilled to kick this session off with my first guest, Sasha Welton, noted as the entrepreneurial queen, aka the business goat. She's graced the physical and virtual stage as a featured speaker, workshop facilitator and a panel speaker. She provides a fresh take on entrepreneurship by supporting and empowering all entrepreneurs through a holistic approach to business. This multifaceted woman of inspiration award winner is not only a speaker, but is a business strategist, podcast host, and event producer. Embracing her story of various challenges, primarily with the 2020 pandemic, has led her to inspire many, any industry with a message of perseverance. And her message is your business is wrapped up within you. And understanding that becomes the true blueprint of success. Her love for music and passion to see every entrepreneur succeed has created the desire to extend the same business methods to artists about managing themselves as entrepreneurs in her new book, Beyond the Music, a music artist entrepreneurship guide. And she quotes, the average artist misses out on not understanding their worth as a business owner. Her professionalism, buoyant attitude, character and unique sense of business has added value to many entrepreneurs and businesses that she's coached. She is an amplified superpower and she is here with me this morning. Sasha, welcome. It's so great to have you here. Good evening over there. Good morning to you. A fresh Monday morning over here in Oz. It's great to have you here and I have just been doing a little bit of research this morning and last night just on you and all the great things that you do and I just wanted to just kick it off straight away because you are a woman of many talents and just a superhuman businesswoman. <laughs> so I'm thrilled to have you on board today. We're here today to talk about your book, Beyond the Music, yes. as well as your business. And you've got, a, you've got a passion for entrepreneurship and music. Let's mm -hmm. start with your book and how this came about. All right. So hi, everybody out there. <laughs> so yeah, my book is called Beyond the Music. It's a music artist entrepreneurship guide. And it's just a reflection of how I've been working with indie artists for over 15 to 20 years. And I started working with them about around 98, 99. And over the years, I'm just working with them and really finding, you know, those missing pieces that a lot of independent music artists do kind of, you know, flow in. A lot of times people would teach them, you know, how to navigate through the music industry, you know, the top things we always know, you know, just the copyrights, the, the contracts, all the gist, all that. But a lot of artists doesn't, they don't really enter the industry with that entrepreneurship mindset. And so with my love for music, my love for business and everything, I'm just like, okay, you know what, that's an untapped market. So let me be the one that helped to you know, transition that mindset from just, oh, I'm just a creative and a music artist to being an entrepreneurship, you know, mindset. And then it helps them to be able to understand the why behind what you have to do in the music industry. I found that uh, there were a lot of missing pieces when it comes down to music artists. But I kind of stepped back from managing artists to kind of consulting. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, if I go back into this industry, hitting it really hard, because I was faced, you know, I was actually focusing on other ventures within my business. And, you know, I said, well, I want to at least come with a different niche. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. You know, everybody's talking about the music industry, how to do the how to's, you know, but rarely a few people are actually talking about no, you really need to go at it as an entrepreneur. 
So I wanted to create that new narrative. I wanted to create that niche, like you said, that niche market and niching it down to like, no, if you really do have this understanding, then you could kind of understand how people like Chance the Rapper, Jay-Z, you know, Kanye, how they really like look at their music, not just as artistry, but it's the business behind it and how you can create longevity in that. And one of my favorite quotes in the book is, an educated artist creates leverage. So I feel like if you educate yourself on the business and entrepreneur, not just the music business, but being an entrepreneur, having that mindset, and then, you know, you really can understand like, okay, why you should have certain contracts in place or what is your business manager should really be like, you know, who you really should choose. Are you going to choose the cousin that's going to be helping you? Or you really want somebody who is experienced, but also experienced with integrity. Cause you have a lot of people out there who are experienced, but they do take advantage of people at the same time. You know, you want to understand, you know, the legalities of it all. And the only way to really focus in on that and really be a part of it. And I just said, okay, I give this to you and you just run with it and keep it going. But when you really think like a business owner, oh, you, you want to make sure that your return on investment, your return on the value, everything that you're putting into it is going to come back. And it's going to, you know, be, have something that's longevity. It's going to last, not just a single and you're done or anything. And one of the things that I feel like is so timely with this book is because of, you know, the technological advances that we're having with digital media and everything being so online, it's really taken more out of the label's hands and putting it in the hands of the people, of the artists. And really independent artists have so much ground that they can really take over. And I really believe they don't even think about that. And they having, some of them having to scratch the surface of it, but you have so much leverage and so much power now compared to before that the middleman is being cut out you know you have everything from you know the streaming services like you mentioned but then you also have nfts you have you know you have artists mainstream artists who are ending their contracts or coming to the end of the contracts and deciding to go independent themselves you know it's just like no i can make all this money and be in control of it all because they learned the business they now understand how to operate in the business and to really act as a business owner but you know, as an independent music artist, you are your own label. So I'm like, if you are your own label and you're doing everything a major label is to do. There would be many artists out there right now who are either starting out or possibly in a funk just from the way the world has been the last couple of years. What would be two key things that you would tell them right now? What would the advice be to give them right now? Yeah, so my, you know, of course, my number one advice would be, okay, let's look at it from an entrepreneurship standpoint, but take action. Take action and be creative with it. Learn the business, operate as a business and take action because there's so much at hand, you know, especially even with TikTok and Instagram and everything is just leveling up the playing ground. And anybody who's sitting back and just want to remain in a funk, like you're holding your own self back. There's so much action that you can take and be in control of so much more of your career that anyone could have done in the past in the past years or so forth. So that's what, that would be my top tips. Mm. There is power in action. You must be thrilled that events are opening back up again because you will also run your own business, SWI Management Group. Tell us what you do every other day with your other, with your other business. Okay, so with my other business, with SWI Management Group, we, we focus in on event production and strategic planning. So we work with events and we work with businesses and business development. Um, there was a small shift we had to do because of the pandemic, of course. 
you know, affecting the industry for events. But with that, uh, my day to day is is helping businesses grow. And then also running events. I just landed a big deal with a real estate company that's doing an international event um, next year. So we've already Amazing. did that hitting the ground running. So, you know, with the world opening up again, that's just the new phrase. You know, we're going outside. Everybody's outside now. Um, it, it's really putting us in a position for those who were able to stand the ground during the pandemic to be in a position where you're in demand. And when people are coming to find you, you're like, okay, you know what, we can go ahead and do this. And with my event industry, um, the business that I have in that world, we've touched so many great events over the years, large music festivals, 5K stage productions, everything, you name it, conferences, you, whatever it is, international, in-states, whatever. Um, so that's always been a passion of mine. So I really love the fact that, you know, we're able to touch the ground again. Um, but I do focus in on businesses and actually teach them the power of events. You know, events are big marketing tools. You know, they're very big and strong branding tools as well. So when a business can actually use that, not just to say, okay, we're going to bring people together, but how can we do this to leverage our platform? How can we do this to grow our business? So those are the things I'm able to kind of bring those two worlds together and make it work even so much profoundly. Were there any new, I'm sure you're the same because you're a creative, but you know, kind of new ideas that were birthed during those lockdowns. How did you kind of, as a creative, manage the downtime? Because I find when I've got my downtime, that's when things start flooding in for me. Are you similar? Yeah, I am a lot similar. I, I would say during the downtime of the pandemic, I was also in this, um, I was in my own little funk too. So I do understand if music artists are out there in a funk, but I was in my funk because of going from a height of that event industry and then coming down to not doing anything at all. You know, it's like, okay, what do I do next? So there were a lot of downloads coming, a lot of ideas to say, okay, you know what, set your business up, take this downtime to do things that you didn't do while, cause you were so busy. You know, go ahead and do these things, get all your policies in place, do new policies. But the things that actually birthed um, out of that pandemic for me, out of the downtime, was me coming out as the face of my brand. I was so comfortable behind the scenes. You know, I was just like, look, only thing you're going to see is my logo. If you know I worked with it, you happen to see me, hey, it's all good. But now um, picking up speaking engagements, you know, showing up on interviews like here on your show, and, um, and then also with podcasting. I have my own podcast as well. So those were the things that kind of birthed out. It was the book. It was the podcast. It's the speaking, you know, adding those things to it, because I really believe in not having all your eggs in one basket, but also that your basket should reflect everything that you do. And so, you know, I just have all these, you know, multi-passionate ideas that's coming forth, but um, that, that, they were the things that really came out of it. And it's really, you know, launched us to a greater level this year. Uh, we relaunched in 2021 in December and we've been on fire ever since. So, yeah. That is incredible to hear. I love hearing that people are just thriving, especially up because that was such a hit to everyone. And yes. yeah, you're exactly right. You get, you get your ducks in a row because mm -hmm. you've just been on that kind of um, mouse wheel for so many years mm -hmm. and you're constantly just you know chasing your tail what's next what's next but yeah with all of that downtime it was nice to yeah. just kind of align and mm -hmm. then you know podcasts I'm obsessed with podcasts at the moment where can we find yours and what is it called 
It's called According to Sasha, and that's the number two, According to Sasha. And it's a platform for all creatives and entrepreneurs. I believe that the foundation of every industry is business. So I don't care if you're a creative, you're an entrepreneur in my world. And so um, it's a platform that I bring people on and they showcase what they have going on. Um, they could find it on iHeart, Amazon, Spotify. Also have the video component on Spotify, and I'm on YouTube. So you can Google it. It's out there. I'm everywhere. Right. <laughs> and also on Facebook, too. So video and an audio version. And where can we find your book? So my book is on Amazon. And, and fortunately, it's you could get it, too, over there in um, Australia. <laughs> so I did make sure I set it up for overseas. But um, you can go just go on Amazon and search out Beyond the Music, uh, Music Artist Entrepreneurship Guide. It'll pop right up. Or you can go to my website, which is www.swimgtgroup.com backslash Beyond the Music. And it's right there as well. So I have two ways you can get to it. What is next for you? What have you got in the works coming up? Ah, so um, I love the fact that the events are picking up again. So my next is a major event in the Dominican Republic um, that I'm preparing for. But I'm also going to be in Paris uh, to speak in October, which yeah. is exciting. And um, I have another book coming out as well and maybe a TV network. Wow, that is yes. fantastic. It sounds like you have put it out there to the universe. Oh, yeah. And it is just coming back. You're just manifesting a ton oh, of yes. stuff. That is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're doing. Thank you so much. And one of the things, too, when, when everybody gets into this book that they're going to purchase, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have resource guides in there. I love the way that the book is very, is very interactive. You know, you could take notes. It's a resource guide in there. You know, it is primarily about the entrepreneurship side, but I do have some music business. And it's the first edition. So I may be coming out with a second edition next year yeah. and have a little bit more details. So, yeah. Can I ask, who has been some of your major inspiration? Uh, so I have to say my major inspiration is old school hip hop. <laughs> I have to say that that's oh my gosh that's my heart so you know being in that era of Karis One and you know Eric being Rakim you know you have all your Wu-Tang and um you know Missy Elliott actually Missy Elliott is my cousin so wow. yeah yeah so you know kind of you know being around her at a younger age and everything I would say she has been one of the momentums and you know having our history and being in high school and doing talent shows and all this other stuff together um and I was an aspiring artist as well in my younger days and so that's where that love came from and being able to see everything behind the scenes and I saw the value of helping other artists you know just like you know what I'm gonna go ahead and manage you. I'm gonna go ahead and do this and do that and just pouring in that business side. But so I would just say those were the top influences, um, you know, especially Karis One, because my whole thing was when I was rapping back in my youth, my young days, I wanted to be a part of Boogie Down Productions. That was my goal. And so, yeah, that's where everything came from. And I, I just have a musical art um, family. I have a lot of family. I have another family member that's uh, singing in Pharrell's a choir that he started a few years ago so it's it's in the blood but yeah that's where Amazing. it all come from old school <laughs> hip-hop I tell you what I am hip-hop all the way that is yes. my genre um I love teaching hip-hop that is my style <laughs> who are some of the artists that you're really kind of tapping into at the moment and that you are loving mm -hmm. following 
So I've been following a lot of, believe it or not, I love reggaeton. So I listen to more reggaeton right now than anything. So I could say it's Ozuna, Bad Bunny, <laughs> Raul Alejandro, like it's all of the, the big names, um, you know, J Balvin and all of them. So yeah, my 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 stream stays on reggaeton right now. <laughs> I love so that. it's hip-hop and reggaeton. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Growing up as an artist and moving into that music world, how did you kind of get into managing you know what were kind of some of events that were key to you that you thought I really enjoy being immersed in this I'm going to go for it yeah so I would say you know just maneuvering through it as an artist um just you know I enjoyed it you know putting the music out there you know and doing those during those days, I keep dating myself, but we used to always say shop the music, you know, and those, that was the words, you know, that we used. Okay. We were shopping the music here, shopping the music there. And, you know, plenty of uh, producers listening to it had really, you know, producers working on my music that, you know, worked on bigger names. And um, I think it was more so with me being in school, I was in college, I was working and, you know, all those different moving parts. And eventually I was just like, you know what, mm, let me just go ahead and just you know, just take my time with it. And then I had somebody to see what I was doing and ask me if I could manage them. And that was the very first time. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll take you to my guy who's a producer and he's doing all of this. He's doing that and got them all connected and, you know, get them into shows here locally in my area that I live in. And I enjoyed it. You know, um, like you said, I, I have that passion for helping people, but I enjoyed seeing them do their thing. So I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's not, maybe that part of it as being an artist is not in the cards for me, but maybe everything else is. So let me go ahead and still keep it going. So I just pulled everything that I learned, everything that people invested in me and I invested it to that person and the next person. And then I had a whole another group of people that come and, um, you know, being able to work with artists as far as whether it was managing, um, I had opportunities where I was just like booking for tours, uh, creating tours. And uh, one of the biggest tours I was working with, Lecrae, I worked with one of his tours in our area too. And, um, you know, it's just looking at all the, the, just the multifacetedness of all of it and just pulling it together. Um, but it was still something with me where I was able to work in the passions that I had. And, you know, having that passion for business, having a passion for music, you know, just understanding things so easily, you know, being able to make sure that these artists are well versed in the contracts that they're getting into. You know, I've had people that just call me and say, look, can you just review this contract for me? You know, it wasn't anybody I was managing, but they understood the value of who I was or who I am. And yeah, I'd be like, hey, I review your contract real easy. So I've had other managers to call me to get in, you know, insight and, you know, all these different things. Um, but I love the fact that I was able to, I like to call it be an independent manager because I didn't work with a label. I didn't work with a label, but I was able to help so many other independent music artists. And, and that's where my heart is at. You know, I always say, look, if anybody's out there, whatever you're going to do, make the decision as to if you're going to be an independent music artist or are you really trying to be signed by a label and really understand what you really want and know what the risk is and what you entail. There's risks on both sides, but you hold so much more power in your hands when you understand when you do it yourself and build your own team. And you could go as far as you allow yourself to go. You know, my my case study, my prime example is Chance the Rapper. Mm -hmm. I would tell anybody about him. 
you know, it's just like, look, if you really under, like really research and how he did everything, he was an independent, independent music artist doing everything that he did, the height that where he's at, you know, streaming, breaking barriers. Like that's the reason why Billboard started including streaming into the Grammys. You know, all these different, you know, things that we see in transition is because people just went ahead and said, look, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna do it good. I'm gonna do it well. And he just started to just break those barriers and just create, you know, a whole new narrative when it comes down to it. And it could be the same thing for the next person. But you have to really look at it from that mindset. You know, Chance the Rapper had a business mindset and he had a great team. And, and I will tell anybody, make sure you have a great team. You know, your team is everything. Yeah, you might have the best friend that might want to help you out and all this other stuff, but find people who are well-versed in what they know. If it's marketing, if it's social media, if it's, you know, whatever it is, even if it's legal, you know, you might have a friend who's going to school to be a lawyer, like tap into their, you know, mind, you know, anything you could do to make sure that you're leveling up your game. And that way, whether you get signed or not, you're still going to be in a good position. Yeah, amazing. It's, yeah, I... Um, dad, my dad always says, surround yourself with professionals, surround yourself yeah. with experts, um, mm -hmm. tap into those people. And because they're around you, mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to tap into that advice or ask that question. And that's kind of your next step, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, I find, you know, there's a ladder, you know, you want to mm -hmm. be up here and you want to kind of progress, but you want to get there quickly. And someone once told me, You've got to climb yeah. every step first. And then myself, I feel like I'm so much more experienced, and but there's so much more ahead. I've got mm -hmm. so much further to go. But, yeah, surrounding yourself with those kind of experts in your professional life and, and tapping into the, the legal departments if you need to, you know, go over mm -hmm. contracts. And you've got to just cross your T's, dot your I's, because yeah. that's the world we live in, isn't it? And especially if you are an independent artist um, yeah. and or a, a manager. Mm -hmm. so yeah, you, you're kind oh, of, definitely. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you're looking after so many young young artists or older artists, but, you know, that's their careers. And you've really, mm -hmm. if you're a consultant, you've got to kind of have that backing with you, don't you? Yeah, you definitely do. You know, because as managers, you know, you're not just managing their process but you're leading them. It's your expertise and knowledge that you really should have in what you're doing. And, you know, and, and, and that's why I said earlier, just having that integrity as well, because you don't want to take somebody's career. I mean, some, some artists, their life is dependent on what they're doing. You know, that's what they say. Look, I'm going to be the starving artist. This is how I'm going to make my money. And everything is riding on that. And they're entrusting you with that. So you really have to take that and not to say, okay, well, I can make money off of this person or I could do, nah, you know, really just look at it from a standpoint of if this was you, how would you want you to handle you? You know, you have to look at it in that way. And it's just so much because they don't know, you know, a lot of the artists, I mean, I could really, I don't really, I, I know some people might be like, oh, you, you know, you might be bashing artists, but I like to, I'm very transparent and I'm very truthful. Some artists just don't want to listen. You have artists just have their own little mindset about what they want to do and how they want to do it. But if they can get with somebody that they really trust, and a lot of it's a trust issue. 
But if they can see somebody that they really trust, you want to make sure that you are that person that you're showing them and you're genuine and you're going to take them as far as you need to go or at least get them to a certain place where you could pass the torch to somebody else that can do something greater for, for them than what you can. You know, but it's just like you, you just have to realize as a manager, their life and the career is in your hands. And just like for an artist, you know, if you got a good manager, make sure you listen to them. Yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. What would you say in regards to this is just, you know, going kind of left from what we're talking about, but ties in personal brand mm -hmm. artists being if they're a brand and in a business, they've got to look after their personal brand as well. Mm -hmm. And especially now, social media is just if you need to find someone, you're going straight to their Instagram, you're going straight yeah. to their TikTok. What is your advice for young artists and managing their personal brand? You have to have that intact. One of the things I would say that is a missing component when it comes to independent music artists and labels. Labels invested in A&R. They invested in artist development. And that artist development also included what their brand is going to look like. You know, so you want to make sure that you have, when it comes down to personal brand, it's primarily the look, you know, when it comes to artists. You want to make sure you have that look. You know, you don't want to... It goes so far to the left and with all the trends, but you want to make sure that whatever you do is trendy, you know, that your look is trendy, that your action. Um, also, that's a big part of your personal brain is how you reflect yourself online. You know, you want people to see you in your true essence, but at the same time, every truth of you shouldn't be seen <laughs> depending on you know, where you at, because you can find that with a lot of hip hop artists, you know, these days and everything, because a lot of times they want to follow the trend of everyone else. You know, but the thing is, you don't want to ever throw anybody off by your personal brand because somebody could love your music and love the sound. When they see your page, it's a whole different story. So you have to make sure that's in alignment with some form of excellence. And, you know, into a point where people will say, you know what, they got the look, they got the sound, the social media is on point, their page is being ran, you know, where we can, you know, especially if it's a label. You don't want to label look at you as you're going to be a risk for them. And that is shown in your personal brand. So you want to make sure it's all aligned. I, you know, I don't want to look at it like I'm being like, oh, like the mother of oh, whatever. Like, oh, the mom so said important. to do this, to do that. But it's real. And that's when, when you really study artists from the past, especially those under labels, you can see how tight everything is when it comes down to their brand. And because the brand is what's going to make you the money. And for a label that makes the money it's the music and it's the brand you know so when you pull that all in alignment to each other and together that brings you up to a whole different level so you want to look at it in a way that you really do level yourself up if you are fortunate enough to work with somebody who is really good with personal branding i would advise to do that you know and just make sure that you are with the trend the trend reflects the sound that you're putting out there because sometimes you know, you could be so far left with everything, you know, it's like, okay, well, who are they? They sound like this, they look like this, and over here, they're like this. So you want to make sure you bring all those things in alignment. But a lot of that, and that's where, like, when I work with businesses, you know, that's what I, you know, on that side of the world, but that's how I do with the artists as well, because it's the same thing. It's all business. To a label, it's business. It's all about how much money you're going to make them at the end of the day. And you know, are you going to stick to your three record label contract, you know, your three deal, whatever. And so 
But when you're looking at it from that standpoint of, okay, who I am, I want to reflect that. What my um, audience is, who I'm going to reach with my music, what type of sound do I really want? What type of lyrics? What type of hook do I? These are the things you do in the research phase of what you do before you do it. You know, a lot of times artists will come out and just say, oh, I wrote this song, ready to go in the studio. Hook. Here it is. I see so many of them do that on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, I got a new song. Y'all want to hear it. Did you even get a copyright on it? Did you do the publishing? Did you do all those things that's going to help protect you? You know, if that song becomes a hit just on TikTok. You know, so it's so many different parameters and factors um, that you want to do. But when it does come, I know I went kind of all over the place, but this is my passion. I'm sorry. But but when it comes down to that personal brand, you want to make sure that everything is in alignment and you find that in your own research and just know how you want to be seen and portrayed. And, you know, if you're going to be that unicorn of music, you know, be the unicorn of music, but make sure everything just aligns with it. All amazing points. (laughs) I was I literally just was writing as you're talking wealth of knowledge that's what you are to me like just listening to you speak i think that anyone is who is around you or gets to listen to you is lucky to have crossed paths with you because you are a wealth of knowledge sitting here with you and just kind of riffing and going back and forth and just tapping into little areas that you can just pull out from this part and this part and this part you have all of all of the experience and so much knowledge and i think that is Um, really special for young artists to tap into. And I think that your book, I think you've done a great job. I think, you you know, if you're an artist listening to this, get the book into your eyes and to your ears, because I think that's going to be a great asset for them. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful morning. Thank you for being so up early with me. And I would love to have you on my show as well. I would love to. And again, we can find your book on Amazon and your podcast on all things podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, she is there. Tap in and I will put all of your notes on where to find you in our podcast notes. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Guys, that was Sasha Walton. What a wealth of knowledge. That was so great to sit down and talk all things music and the industry. You can find her according to Sasha podcast, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you are a music artist, you can find her book as mentioned on Amazon beyond the music. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much for listening. That is the JLD entertainment podcast wrapping up for our episode one of season two, and we will see you next time.